Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Mila, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Chaf. V'zeh Anoichi Anoichi Hu Menachemchem. We've dedicated the learning today, Li'ilu Nishmas Alexander Ben Oizer Akoyen, and Fega Fruma Rochel Bas Alexander Ben Oizer Akoyen, and Fega. And from Arachel Bas Reb Shlomo Chaim Akoyim, and also Lilo Nishmas Yente Fradel Bas Reb Yeshua Arye Harini Kaporas Mishkava. And we dedicate the learning also for a complete Rafua Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Chaim Tzvi Ben Dvayraleya, Shlomo Ben Rivka Sprinza. Fruma Bas Genessa, Lei Ben Jenya, Yehudis Nechoma Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchok Ben Chanarivka, Akiva Michoel Ben Sorahuva, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzvi Shalom Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Dovid Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Avram Dovid Ben Chana, Miriam Esther Bas Sorigitl, Sorigitl Bas Chanariva, Git Ganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Sororochel Bas Yuspendel, Abibalon Bas Yuspendel, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Betzalo Yechiel Michel Ben Tchiachava, Eliana Golda Bas Chanafega, Ayelet Shushana Bas Chanalea, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, and Yisrael Ben Chanalea, Besoch Shachel Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal now quotes a pasuk in Yeshaya Hanavi, Hashem says, I, I am the one who console you. Mi'at, who are you? Vatiri yomus, and you're afraid of a human being who's going to eventually die? Ki ikar hanechamo hu anoichi anoichi. Rav Nosanzal was speaking about the three weeks and about the Shabbos Nachmu that comes afterwards, the consolation. And he says, our main consolation is Hashem. Shehu Hashem Yisporach B'Yatzmoy. This is Hashem himself, meaning the essence of Hashem. The, the highest level, Kaviyachu. Sheshom Nechlolen Be'ez Habito. That place where we connect when we're experiencing beetle, meaning referring to the Kesser, like the highest place. And the Tzadik, through his incredible power, is able to draw down to us from that highest, highest place. Even during this dark exile, this bitter dark exile, to the point where we are able to hear and, and experience and feel the sweetness of the truth of Hashem, the truth of the Torah. Each and every one of us to the degree that we're able to perceive this in our heart. 
This is why the Pasuk says this term, Anoichi, Anoichi, I, I, Shehu, Hashem Yisborach, Biatzmoi, telling us that this is referring to the essence of Hashem himself, Kaviyachum, the highest aspect of Hashem, Shehu Ikar Hanechama. This is our main consolation, Kishom Kuloi because in that highest place, by the Keser, there it's all good, only good. There's no chesed and din over there. It's pure rachamim. Kula yechod. It's all oneness. Vahakoyl mesapech letoy vashom. And everything turns into good over there. Vizehu, and this is why the Pasuk continues there. Mi'at vatiri me'enosh yomus. Who are you? Remember who you are. And why should you have to be afraid of a human being who's going to die? Because the main thing that consoles us from all of our suffering and pain is the Torah the Torah that one is able to bring down after a person has that beetle, after they go up to that very high place. However, this takes major, major strength to, to, for a person to be on that level to be able to do this. Not every person is to that level of bitul and to bring down Torah. Because unfortunately, by most people, even when they experience this bitul, let's say during Shmon Esrei, or when a person's having his poidadus, or on a Shabbos, like we said earlier, a person's experiencing this beetle. When they come back down from the beetle, the suffering and the obstacles and the opposition become so strong to the point where it gets the person even more confused and more messed up. To the point where, unfortunately, there are many people who as a result of their problems and suffering, they become more distant from Hashem. As the Pesach says in Mishlei, The Pesach there in Mishlei begins, The path of Hashem for one who is good and one who is sincere and one who is following the Derech Hashem, it gives that person strength. But unfortunately, those who don't go in the path of Hashem, those who are not that religious, for them, the Torah takes punishment from them. It harms them. The Torah is malamed schus on people who are sincere and chas v'shon the Torah is malamed choyiv on the rishonim. Kamei shapirish Rashi shon ukamei shakosuv and as we find a pasuk in Yeshaya Novi, al me tuku oid toisifu sara. Why why are you adding more evil to your previous evil? Avol iker habilbul nimshach rak mibnei odom hamoinim. But Rab, Rab Nosanzal writes, the greatest problems and the greatest opposition comes from people, 
people who serve as obstacles and opposition. Shehem madichim bedivreim haroim in oemes. Those people who convince a person through their words to, to try to pull a person away from the emes, from the truth, from the tzaddik. And unfortunately, when that happens, even the, the pain and the, distru- the, the suffering that the person is experiencing, which is supposed to drive the person to come closer to Hashem, it doesn't work, it doesn't help the person do tshuva. As Rabbi Nezal writes in Sikhoi Saran, in Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, in paragraph 80 and 81, that people, human beings, can serve as greater obstacles to prevent a person from coming close to Hashem or coming close to the tzaddik than the Sahara himself. When people speak against the tzaddik, where they try to convince a person not to get close to the tzaddik. And this is what we find in the Orachayim HaKadosh and in the Zohar HaKadosh. That the suffering and the challenges that a person gets from a human being are worse and more difficult than any suffering coming from any other place. Because Rav Zal says, as Rav Zal tells us over there in chapter 65 from Ikut Imran, when a person is going through any type of suffering, any kind of problem, a person can console themselves by looking, in, looking at the future, looking at the ultimate future, looking at the tachlis, with, with the, the path of Rotsoi Bashoi, going up to that high level of Bitul and coming back down and bringing down Torah. To the point where the person is to draw Torah from there. Shehi Iker Hanechama, which is the main consolation. And even a person who's not on that level, who's not on a level to be able to bring down Torah, new Torah. The person can draw consolation from the tzaddik or from his friends who are on a higher level than him, who, who teach the person and shine into the person words of emes, words of truth, which come from that kind of bitul. And through this method, through this path, anyone can be helped and consoled from all the suffering they're going through. Because the tzaddik is like a, a fountain, a wellspring of salvation. Who has the ability to help a person always, no matter what the person is going through? But the main problem comes from people. When a 
when people rise up against a person who's trying to save himself, he's trying to run to the tachlis, he's trying to run to the tzaddik, and when these people rise up against the person with all kinds of obstacles and trying to do everything they can to convince the person to stay away from the tzaddik, to stay away from the people that can help him, and many times they'll make sarcastic remarks or insulting remarks about the tzaddik or about people that follow the tzaddik. And this can be the, a more difficult obstacle and, and a worse problem than all the other problems. But when the person is clear and solid in their mind, and the person knows the real truth, the person knows that this person, this person is really a tzaddik and he really can help me. And I see that when I come close to him, when I learn his for him, I see it gives me the encouragement I need. That person isn't even afraid of people at all. As the Pasuk says to him, Hashem li When I feel Hashem with me, I'm not afraid. What can a person do to me? And this is what the Pasuk is saying there. Mi'at. Rav Nosenzal says, Mi'at, who are you? Bechinas bitol hanal. This Mi'at is Marames to a person going into that state of bitol, where the person becomes nothing. To the point where the person doesn't know who, who they are at all whatsoever. The person nullifies and negates themselves completely to Hashem. Vohovein, Rav Nosanzal says, understand what I'm saying here. This is a deep concept. Vizehu mi'at vatiri me'enoish yomus ki me'achana she'ato mechavein rak b'shvil hatachlas hanitzchi because if a person really is only interested in their ultimate, ultimate goal in Olam Haba, in serving Hashem, in coming close to Hashem, eich yucha lemonach ha'shum odom how can any human being block you in any way? Hamuchan Lamisa, the person who's going to die. What are you afraid of? Ashayomov Kitzel Oiver. A person's days in this world are like a fleeting shadow. So, so again, what are you so afraid of this person? I remember, I remember an interesting story. This is going back almost 50 years ago. When my friends and I were students of Rav Rosenfeld, at that time there was something called the JDL, the Jewish Defense League, which was a group of people in America at the time who were sick and tired of, of being attacked by anti-Semites, by Goyim beating up Jews. And they decided that we're gonna defend ourselves and we're gonna, we're gonna train ourselves to be strong and if a guy starts up, the guy will get a good beating, he'll know not to do it again, that kind of thing. 
And there was once a case, during that time there was an organization called the Black Panthers, which was a group of black people, this is going back 50 years ago, full of violence, and, and they made a claim that the Jewish people owe them millions of dollars or billions of dollars because we, the Jews, are the ones who are responsible for them being slaves. And they feel that it's, it's time to pay up. So they, they said that they're going to go down to Temple Emanuel in Manhattan, which was either the richest or one of the richest synagogues in New York at the time. I think it was a reformed temple. And they're they're coming to collect five million dollars, reparations. And the Temple Emanuel, the leaders there, were starting to think of how to put the money together. And this JDL, these heard about this, and they said, we're gonna be the welcoming committee for these people. And they showed up with baseball bats, chains, tire irons, and there was a picture, I think, in the New York Times or the Daily News, like on the front page, of a group of about 20 people that, that invited themselves to be the welcoming committee standing in front of the shul there and saying, you want to come collect? Come, come. And obviously they never showed up. And they had a, a group specifically that was called the highest squad, the toughest guys in this group. And one of them started coming to my Rebbe's shurim, the shurim of Rav Rosenfeld, Breslov shurim. And he started coming, learning, and he, he seemed to really enjoy it very much. He started getting very, very interested and inspired and becoming more religious. And what happened was that he, got, he, got, he started feeling some opposition. People were attacking him, telling him, what are you doing? Breslov, speaking against Breslov, etc. And he became frightened. He became scared. He was afraid. And he ended up coming to Eretz Yisrael with us on a trip. And my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld took us to one of the leading rabbis at the time in Breslov, Rebbe Yochayim Rosen, who lived in a small apartment in Meisharim. And we all went up to his house at the time. And Rav Rosenfeld obviously spoke to Rebbe Yochayim and told him about what was going on with this person. And you saw this person. He was very tall, very strong, like a, a, a Hercules, a Goliath. And Rebbe Yechaim heard this story, and he smiled, and he went over to him, and he said, if you're afraid, if you're afraid of becoming a Breslover, you don't have to be afraid. Don't worry. It, it, it's not, there was only one Breslover, Rebbe Nachman. So don't, don't worry if they're telling you, oh, yo, yo, you're going to become a Breslover, you're going to be climbing the wall, who knows what you're going to be doing, you're going to be climbing to heaven, you're going to, who knows what, what people are trying to frighten you, you don't have to be afraid. And the, uh, unfortunately, shortly afterwards, this person stopped coming. I don't know what happened to them, but I remember, you know, the, the interesting thing that this person wasn't afraid to face a gang of, of, of murderers and yet the Sahara frightened him. The, again, people speaking to him, who knows what they told him, maybe you'll never get married, you won't find the Shidduch, because Breslov has a bad name. Who knows what they were saying to, to frighten him at the time. What did uh, Rabbi uh, Rosen mean by that, that, that Rabbi Nachman is the only Breslover? What he meant to say is, if people are scaring you that that, you, that you're going to become breast of meaning you're going to become 
an ascetic, you're going to become a tzaddik, you're going to become a super, you know, uh, who knows what? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. There was one breast of her, meaning that there was one Rabbeinazal was a tzaddik. On a, you don't have to worry that you're going to become such a big tzaddik. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. That people are trying to frighten you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to become a tzaddik. You're not going to be able to live on the planet Earth anymore. We mentioned this pasuk, mi'at. Who are you? Who are you? A, a person, when they're thinking clearly, you ask them their name, their phone number, their, their two that say, they, they know right away. When a person's mind is, is blown, in a sense, when a person's asleep, or a person's n not able to, not thinking clearly, then the person does, who, who am I, what am I, that kind of thing. The state of Beetle is a state of a person letting go of their consciousness, going above consciousness in a sense, going to this higher place where there's no constrictions, where there's no name, address, phone number, there's no such things. The person's going up to a place where they're connecting, they're nullifying themselves totally to Hashem. That's how this term miat is referring to the beetle. Oh, a question in the chat, why is the phrase used to run, to run away to the tachlis? What are we running away from? Doesn't it sometimes happen that they try to run away from their responsibilities and this is what their close ones object to. The answer is <coughs> that, that coming close to Hashem, as we're learning in this Torah, requires a person realizing that this world is not the main thing. There are many kids that when they're growing up, their parents tell them, we want you to have a, a future. We care about your future. And therefore, we want you to have a good education we want you to have a secular education. We want you to go to college, to university, so that you'll be able to have a future. You'll be able to earn a living. You'll be able to get married. You'll be able to have a family, etc., etc. Because without that, without a good college education, there's, there's, you, you won't be able to survive. You won't exist in this world. That's, that's how some people define the future. That's how some people define the tachlis the ultimate goal, the ultimate, the purpose. The goal is to get to a level where I can support myself, I can have a family, I can have a house with one car or two cars, and I can, etc., etc. And, and Rabbi Nizal, Rabbi Nizal, the tzaddikim teach us that a person, in order for a person to get to Olam Haba, in order for a person to get to Gan Eden, they have to be in this world. We have to come down to this world. But we have to always remember the future, that the real future is our future in the next world. And, and what we're doing, that all the time that we're spending in this world, what it's really all about is filling up suitcases to take with us on that journey to the next world. Now, in order to exist in this world, a person has to eat, a person has to drink, a person has to sleep, a person needs a roof over their head, a person has to take care of the body. But, but what happens is that the vast majority of people get so involved in taking care of the body and the physical and materialistic needs that they forget the neshama. 
and they make the body the main focus, and the neshama at best is taking a back seat. And this is where we talk about running away from that, running away from the way of the world, the way of the world who put their major focus on gashmias, on materialism, on, on physical needs, <coughs> and don't focus on the neshama. And don't put, when it comes to going to shul to daven, they're looking for which minion, how can, which minion is going to get me out quicker. I want to get out as fast as possible. I want to do the minimum that I can, which is the quickest shear that I can go to. So I want to spend as little time as possible in Torah and tefillah and mitzvahs because I need time for the other things in my life, that, that kind of thing. That's what he's talking about running away from. Rabbeinu Zal and Rav Nosan Zal, the tzaddik, never gives anyone the, 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 the ability to run away from their responsibilities. We know that in the story of Rav Nosan Zal, when Rav Nosan Zal met Rabbeinu Zal, he and his wife operated a store. They had a store, they sold all kinds of merchandise, and that's how they lived financially. And Rabbi Nassau saw the potential in Rabbi Nassau. He saw what this person was capable of achieving for himself, for his family, for Klal Yisrael, the incredible heights of Torah, and that this person is the one who would ensure the continuity of, of Rabbi Nassau and all of Rabbi Nassau's teachings and of Breslau. So Rabbi Nassau gradually weaned him off spending time in the store and, and having his wife take over as much as possible those responsibilities. And Rav Nassim devote more and more time to learning, to learning, to davening, to getting the maximum that he could from Rav and then getting to a level where he himself would be teaching and, and spreading Torah. You know, the Torah that we today, hundreds of years later, are benefiting thousands of people throughout the generations have benefited and continue to benefit continually. But if you, if you look at, the, at the, how Rabbi Nezal dealt with all of his Talmidim, it was never an issue of, of chas v'shom, running away from responsibility. It did require, there are times, that to live a certain type of life requires sacrifice. It requires sacrifice on the part of the person, and sometimes it requires sacrifice even on the part of the family. But this isn't a Breslov thing, this is a Torah thing. There's a mission in Pirkei Avos where the Mishnah says, Yehi Beischa Pasuach Leravacha, your home should be open for poor people, for guests, Ve'yiu Aniim Bnei Beisecha, and the poor people should be members of your household. There are two interpretations of that. One interpretation is, that the poor people should be made to feel like family. When they come, you should treat them like family. There's another interpretation, that sometimes it's going to require taking away from your own family, that the members of your household are going to be poor. They're going to have less. And, and that's part of serving Hashem properly. It requires this ability to give, to give charity, to give financially, to give of one's time and resources sometimes to be able to help others. But at the same time, it, it doesn't mean that a person can be irresponsible and not do what they can do and what, what's needed to, to take care of the family.
we see in the case of Rav Nosen Zal, it's, it's written, we're told, that even though he considered getting up at midnight extremely, extremely important, he writes about it so many times on the Kut HaLochis, that he would wait for his kids to come home from school to be able to have dinner with them because he said children need to see how a father eats, how a father conducts himself at the table to learn how to eat like a mensch, to eat like a Jew. And, and the letters, the hundreds of letters that Rav Nosenzal wrote to his son Rabbi Yitzchak, to his other children, we see the tremendous love and concern, deep concern, that he had for his wife, for his children. But again, in order for a person to achieve certain levels of advancement in Yiddishkeit, in Torah and Avodah Hashem, it definitely requires running away to a degree from the things that people are involved in in this world and sometimes it involves running away from the house. The Mishnah says in Pirkei that a person should exile themselves to a place of Torah. We know, we, we mentioned the story of Rabbi Akiva not long ago. Rabbi Akiva left home for 12 years to go learn Torah to become Rabbi Akiva. So there are individuals <coughs> Which, where, where their families have to be willing to give up so much in order to, 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 to produce, say, Rabbi Akiva, to produce, say, Rav Nosenzal, these extraordinary people. Rav Nosenzal continues, Ki ikr ha-yisurin sheyesh m'bnei odam b'yoyser hu machmas sheheim yecholen levalvel das the reason why we're saying that the, the worst problems come from people is because they have the ability to confuse a person, to put doubt into a person's mind more than anything. To push a person away from the truth. But a person who stays focused and they know what the goal is, they know that they want to come close to Hashem. They really want to come close to Hashem. And the person is honest in, in judging what's bringing me closer to Hashem. Is it this shul or that shul? Is it this yeshiva or is it that yeshiva? Is it these foreign or is it those foreign? Is it this rabbi or is it a different rabbi? Hashem Yisporach, Azai, Hashem Yisporach, Menachem then Hashem himself consoles that person. I'm the one, Hashem says, who is consoling you. Why do you have to be afraid of a human being who's going to die? Because man is here today, gone tomorrow. Whereas the word of Hashem, that will remain eternally. And Rav Zal says, all of this I can't really explain in writing. Some of this a person has to feel themselves and they have to figure it out for themselves. When a person is being tested like this, when a person wants to come close to the tzaddik and there are people talking to them, trying to convince them not to. Paragraph Chafalef, V'zehu, and this is what the Pasuk says in Dvorim, Shema Yisrael, Atem Kravim Hayoim Lamulchoma Loivechem, Al Yerach Levavchem, Al Tiru Valtatsum Epneim. 
the, the Moshe Rabbeinu addresses the Jewish people and he says, listen, you're, you're approaching a war, you're going into battle against your enemies. Don't be weak-hearted, don't be afraid. And the Gemara says in Soita about this, Why the Shema Yisrael here? That a person might feel, I'm not such a big tzaddik. If I were a big tzaddik, then I could be sure that Hashem is going to help me, Hashem is going to save me. But I know that I'm not such a big tzaddik. So the Pesach says here, Shema Yisrael, even if you only had the merit of saying Shema Yisrael twice a day, that's enough to deserve Hashem defending us and helping us. Hainu Kanal, this fits beautifully with what we learned before. Ki ikr ha-pachad mepnei ha-soyne ha-ben odom shu ha-baal b'chira hu rak machma sheyesh loy koyach lahato yishas v'shon das odom an-emes. The main reason why a person is afraid of a human enemy who has b'chira is because that person has the ability to convince me, either to convince me or to put pressure on me to push me away from the truth. And as a result of that, I might fall victim to this person. But a person who is strong in the truth, and the person is always looking to, to the future, to the real future. What's going to get me into Olam Haba? What's making me more religious? So that no person in the world can get that person to turn away from the truth. Who enoi misyore mishum adam sheboilam? Such a person is not afraid of anyone. As the Pasik says, Hashem li loyiro mayasaliodam. If I believe that Hashem is with me, or if I know that I'm really sincere in wanting to come close to Hashem, who what do I have to be afraid of? Who who who, who do I have to be afraid of? And now Rav Nosan Sal is going to clarify this. Rav Nosan Sal says the truth is, on a simple level, it's hard to understand this. Ma'ashom Rabbi Senezal, that the, this that our rabbis tell us, Shemi Balbchira Kosha Lehinoitzel Yoiser Michayos Royce, that it's more difficult for a person to be saved from a human enemy, a human adversary, than from wild animals, from lions, tigers, snakes, scorpions. As the Zohar Kodesh elaborates on this in Parshas Vayeshev, when it speaks about Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers, Umevisham, <coughs> the Zohar Kodesh says there, Mikan Amru, based on what we see here, the Rabbi said, Yapil Barnash Garme Leesho, Oyla a person should rather throw himself or have himself thrown into fire or into a pit of snakes and scorpions rather than to be given over into the hands of his enemies, human enemies. Because we find over there by Yosef HaTzadik, it says, Ruvain heard what his brothers were planning 
Vayatzilehu miyodam. He rescued Yosef HaTzadik. Hatzola. What was that? Hatzola? Throw him into a pit of snakes and scorpions. The Zoyar Kodesheisk, that's Hatzola? That's called Hatzola? The Zoyar Kodesheisk, yes. Vayatzilehu miyodam. He saved, Ruvain saved Yosef HaTzadik from the hands of his human enemies. And he was safer with these snakes and scorpions than he was with these human adversaries. And the Zohar Kodesh goes on to say there that unfortunately when a person is given over into the hands of his human enemies, there are very, very few people who can be rescued, who can be saved once they fall into the hands of their human enemies. Rav Nelson Zal asks now, It seems very difficult to understand this. On a simple level, it would seem, It would seem that lions and snakes are, are much, much more quicker and, and a person would be much more assured of being harmed by them than by a human adversary. And if you have a person who feels totally confident that Hashem will make a miracle for him and save him from lions, when he's thrown into a, a pit of lions or, or, or other wild animals, then it would seem logical to say, then of course, Hashem can save him from the hands of human adversaries, who are not as destructive as a lion or a snake, like lions and leopards. This is Rav Nosanzal's question. Rav Nosanzal says the main reason why the Torah is telling us that a person has to be so afraid of the human enemies, the human adversaries, is because of what we said earlier. Because for a person to really escape all of the suffering of this world, the only way a person could really do that is if a person is looking at the tachlis, a person's thinking about Olam Haba, thinking about Gan Eden, and looking to, and, and closing their eyes to all the nonsense of this world and focusing their, their look towards Hashem, towards Olam Haba. But we learned even when a person does that, they can only do it for a short period of time, and afterwards the suffering comes back even stronger. And then, the way that a person consoles themselves is from the Torah that they draw down from that beetle. But we learned earlier that there's a, this is a very difficult battle. This isn't easy. Because sometimes the suffering comes back again and again, and more suffering and more powerful. 
to the point where it's difficult for the person to be able to handle the tests and to be able to accept everything with love and, and say it's all for my good and to realize and believe that all of this is really for my ultimate good my eternal good and the same thing is true regarding all of the obstacles and confusion and, and, and opposition that a person has from serving Hashem. That's the worst suffering. When a person is being blocked and being opposed from being able to serve Hashem properly. And when the person sometimes succeeds in overcoming these obstacles, this opposition, because the person thinks about the future, their real future, these opposing forces come back stronger and stronger. And this happens again and again. And the Torah tells us that this is what happened to Eoiv when he was when he was challenged with all of that suffering. Although in the beginning, when he was first tested, when the Hashem allowed the Satan to take away all of his wealth and all of his children, Eoiv stayed strong. As we find Eoiv said, Yehi Shem Hashem Mevoiroch Me'atav Yadoilam. May Hashem be blessed. And the Pesach says, Bechol Zois Loichoto Eoiv. That despite all of this, Eoiv did not sin. He did not say a word against Hashem. Vafilu Achakach, and even afterwards, when the Sotan came back even stronger and, and complained to Hashem even more, where Hashem ended up giving the Sotan permission to put a major shin, a disease, on, on, on Eoiv's skin, boils on his skin. Still, the Torah tells us that in the beginning, Eoiv was able to handle it. He withstood the test. That despite all of this, Eoiv did not say a single word against Hashem. However, unfortunately, afterwards, the Eitzahora came back more, more and more until the Eitzahora put so much pain and suffering on Eoiv where Eoiv ended up saying negative things to Hashem and about Hashem. This is why it says over there in chapter 3 in Eoiv Achakach posach Eoiv espiu after that, Eoiv opened his mouth. Rabbi Nelson says, look at the wording there. 
היינו אחר ששוב מהביטו כמה פעמים. This means that after Eoiv went through this process multiple times, he did the bitul and he came back down, and then he did the bitul again and came back down again and again. Shebechol pam his gaborol of Yisurim beYoser. Each time the suffering came back stronger. Ukemoykein his garaboy as sotan ameses beYoser, and the sotan who tries every way to convince a person to go against Hashem. The Sultan came back stronger to the point where eventually Eoiv could not withstand the test and he opened his mouth to say negative things about Hashem. And it's for this reason that Hayisurim Sheyesh Mebneyotam Asoynim Koshen Beyoyser Misha Kol Yisurim the suffering and the opposition that a person has from human enemies is more difficult and worse than all other types of suffering. Because that's where the battle is most difficult. Because regarding all other types of suffering and obstacles, even though it's a major battle, the person could strengthen themselves and, and mentally stay focused in looking at the tachlis and draw new revelations of Torah all the time to console himself until the person will succeed in nullifying all the suffering. Because by the person being able to console himself regarding all of this suffering, to say that all of this is for my benefit, really, all of this is going to help me get to Gan Eden. Through this, a person can, can be able to eliminate the suffering completely. Hatsar Nimshach Achrav Chasvishon, as Rashi points out in, in Moed Kotten. A person who allows themselves to focus on their suffering and pain, then, then the suffering will come, will come even stronger. A person who dwells on it, it'll come even stronger. And a person who's able to take their mind off it completely, how? by putting their mind in a different place, putting their mind in Olam Haba. I'm not here, I'm an Olam Haba, I'm living a life for, for eternity. And, and a person who is not Nimshach Acharatzar, person who doesn't dwell on the pain, they don't dwell on it, they don't talk about it, they're running, doing mitzvahs and ice and toivim, then, then the pain will run away from the person. And even a person who's not on that kind of level, to be able to bring down new revelations in Torah for the, by themselves, by doing this beetle themselves, the person can console themselves by studying the revelations of Torah that he received from his Rebbe, 
which the person looks at as new every time. And the person can train themselves to feel the sweetness of the Torah every single time they learn it anew, like they're learning it for the first time. This would also be considered new Torah, new revelations in Torah. In these three lines here, Rav Zal addressed a very important question because as we're learning all of this, person says, I'm on a level to do this, that when I do my beetle, I bring down new revelations in Torah. Who are you talking to? Rav Zal says, I know who I'm talking to. And I'm saying those people who aren't on that level, they can draw by them learning the words of the tzaddik, the words of the tzaddikim, and learning it every time with an attitude that it's new, knowing like the Gemara says, Ein beis medrash chidush, that if a person learns Torah with the proper respect, with the proper love, they will always see new things in the Torah that they didn't see before. And that's also called Chidushe Torah. <laughs> Whereas when a person has human adversaries, and those people challenge him and they, they give all kinds of suffering, they insult him, they embarrass him, or they, they make the person's life difficult in all kinds of ways. And those people want to try to turn him away from the true path. From that, it's very difficult for the person to be saved. Because when a person is being challenged by other people, sometimes it's very hard for a person to me- remain strong in their opinion. Because wild animals, when a wild animal comes to attack a person, that they do only the type of evil that they can do, physically hurt the person. But they can't make sarcastic remarks or insulting remarks, which could cause a person to be turned off or turned away from Hashem. People who make fun, who mock religion. But when human beings rise up against the person, human enemies, <coughs> to try to attack the person, and they make all kinds of sarcastic remarks, they make fun of religion, or they make fun of a tzaddik, or they make fun of certain sforim. Kamash Kosov, as the Posik says, that, that those people who say to me, where's your Hashem? Where's your... I mean, people who make fun of my Yiddishkeit, people who make fun of my religion, they, they, they're trying to murder me, Beretzach, through their insults. Cherfuni means their insults. And when they say, where's your Hashem? How are you going to live? Who's going to support you? If you, if, you, if you learn Torah, if you follow this path, the chen become a psukim, and so too many of the psukim. The oz koshem oid lehischazek lishur kaim be'monosav amitosoi. And when that happens, 
it's very difficult for a person <coughs> to remain steadfast, solid in their emun and their emes. And that's why it's so difficult to be saved from them. Because unfortunately, they can cause a person to have a change of heart, a change of mind, that the person will not be looking at the tachlis anymore properly. And as a result of this, the person will fall into their hands. Because Rabbi Nosanzal says the only way that a person can really be saved from the suffering of this world is by looking at the tachlis. And when a person, when the suffering is coming from human enemies, and they try to turn the person away from Hashem, away from Yiddishkeit, away from Torah, away from the Tzaddik, it becomes extremely difficult for that person to focus on the Tachlis. Because their poisonous words, their words, of uh, their trickery, their, their words with all kinds of shrewdness, trying to convince the person that that's more harmful than anything. And, and because of this, they can do more damage, more harm than even wild animals. Any questions, please? If Eoi failed to remain silent, what shot do I have? <clears throat> the answer is that, that Hashem knows each and every one of us. There's a famous quote in the Gemara Avodah where the Gemara says, Eina bo Hashem doesn't want us to fail. He wants us to pass. He wants us to succeed. And Hashem does not give a person a test that they cannot handle. Rav Nosanzal writes in a different place that there are some times when Hashem will allow the Satan to knock a person down where Hashem, where Hashem will take away the person's free choice in a sense. And the Satan will whack the person and the person will do something bad, something really bad. <clears throat> and because the person's choice was taken away, they're not judged for that act at all. They're judged by if the person's going to get up or stay down. If the person's going to quit and say, I can't do this, or the person will say, I don't care. I don't care if I fall. I don't care how many times I fall. There's no alternative. I have to pick myself up and start again and just keep trying to do mitzvahs and maizentoivim, good deeds, etc., etc. And, and again, whether Eoiv had this connection to the tzaddik. Rabbi Nosanzal is teaching us that there is this incredible, that when a person is really holding on to a tzaddik, number one, the tzaddik can, can pray for them, as in the case of Yehoshua with the Meraglim, and, and the person then has the greatest protection that they possibly can.
we'll hold it over here for now. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. The, the suffering Klal Yisrael had already. We should be zeichet to the Torah, to the Nechama. We're in the seven weeks of Nechama now. Hashem should console us and give us back the tzaddikim that, that passed away and give us back, restore the Beis Hamikdash with the coming of Moshiach, Amen, Amen, Amen.